World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. Do you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. <laughs> But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I hate traveling. What more can I say? I hate traveling. And I am right now in... uh... Wichita, Wichita, Kansas Airport. Let me let me stroll back. Uh, bear with me today, folks. Man, oh man, I've, I've almost made a commitment to myself. I may never fly again. I mean, man, you're such a you're such a prisoner to the to the system. And uh, you know, I've, I've been. In, uh, by the way, thanks to uh, Jr. did a great job on on Friday. And uh, need a little bit of help from some of you today as far as from a, maybe almost like a flea flicker Monday because I'm, I'm, in, I'm in an airport. I was supposed to get out of here, um, supposed to fly out yesterday, last evening actually. And uh, you guys know this, they're not, they're not telling us. Weekends are like crazy in the airport. I'm sorry about the jiggling. Airports are crazy. There are a, lot of, there are a lot of airlines, they're out of pilots, folks. They're out of pilots. You know, you get thinking about it on the weekends, especially things begin to bunch up. I don't know how many flights were canceled here yesterday in Wichita, Kansas, but I, um, I got a notice early that my flight had been uh, delayed. That's the word they use. And then they, then they uh, rebook me. And then, of course, it gets delayed again. And then they send me another one and say, oh, yeah, here, here, you can go out. And I looked down and said, yeah, awesome, man, I can get out here at 547 tonight. And then I looked again. No, it's 547 the next day. I'm amazing. I mean, literally amazing. So, I, you know, I, I got a whole, <laughs> I was in the airport and got to the airport and they, they set me up and then they canceled that flight again. And finally they bumped me this morning from American airlines. I'm getting out of here today on United and into Chicago and then home. And uh, so just uh, told some, some of the people in the pre-show, just kind of covered your prayers this morning, you know, uh, anytime you fly, but especially with everything that's going on here, just to get home safely to my wife, my grandkids and, and all that kind of stuff. And what a, hey, folks, crazy, crazy world. All this stuff's going on, and they're not telling us. They're, they're not telling us the truth of what's what's going on, especially in the airports. I saw a video today of what's going on with uh, uh, they're running out of diesel fuel. I mean, this, there's some stuff. There's something something happening here, and what what it is ain't exactly clear. So it's going to be a little bit of a choppy show. And if if you could, I've got some stuff to share with you. But if you could, uh, maybe you can help me today, and we'll make this kind of a flea flicker. Uh, Monday. This would have been the first time ever that I, I, I never miss this show. You guys know that. And I missed last week. I'm sorry, I missed Friday. And I think I was thinking I wasn't going to be able to do today. But I got up bright and early and uh, uh, Lord's good. Lord's good. We, I was out at uh, uh, an event out here in Kansas called Hope in the Heartland. I want to talk to you a little bit about that and some, some observations I have about where we all are and where we're going. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to get the camera at a good angle here for you without bothering. So you can see the airport's empty pretty much behind me, but it is. And there's, you know, I like small airports. It's a small airport. Hey, Myra, how about praying this in here this morning? Would you do that, sweetie? Yes, coach. I will be delighted. 
Okay, so we read um, in Deuteronomy 667, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thy, um, and thy shalt teach them diligently unto your children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest down in the house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou layest down, and when thou risen up. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil on you, and in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Myron. You know something I was just uh, struck by there. I got, I got to be kind of careful. I don't want to disturb people. <laughs> you know how it is in an airport. Everybody's doing their own thing. They all turn around and look at you. Uh, Myron read that scripture, and it said that we would, Myron, can you read that again? That we would work diligently, diligently to teach our children. Isn't that what it said, Myron? Could you read that again? Which, of course, I will be delighted. It, it reads, Deuteronomy uh, 6 through 7. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou layest down, and when thou raisest up. So in other words, Myra, it's, it's my job to teach these things diligently to my children? Not, yes, the job of the, not the job of the pastor, not the job of the public school, that uh, you're going to send your children into the public school, let them be taught by <clears throat> uh, Caesar, and then be surprised when they come home with a little bit of little Romans. Is that really where we are? And folks, it is. It really and truly is where we are <clears throat> in the education of our children and the passing down of our values to the next generation, which it talks about that in, uh, might be Isaiah, but it doesn't matter. We, we teach it to our children, we teach it to their children. Isaiah 78, maybe. I don't put it up there, Spence, because it could be wrong. Uh, and, and we haven't done We haven't diligently done that. We haven't been diligent. We haven't been diligent. And uh, I was excited. Uh, first of all, again, thanks to JR for covering for me on, on Friday. And uh, we had a great event out here at Hope in the Heartland in Wichita, Kansas. And and uh, just pondered how to, what I want to say about it. Because... These folks have done a wonderful, wonderful job. And it was just literally, it was a big old tent out in the middle of a farm field. And people came, and a lot of people, maybe 250, 300 people. I don't know how many people came. But I, I, I noticed something, and it was Ohio Brett that kind of made me aware of this. Uh, we have a tendency to, we, 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 try to, we try to bring in big-name speakers. Big-name speakers to come and make everything right. Oh, if we can just go hear Dr. Carrie Madej, and she was here, and she was really, really good. If we can just go hear Dave, uh, uh, Dave Scarlett, if we can just go hear Dave Scarlett, if we can, hey, if we can just get down to, to, if we can go hear Brother Craig, or we go, if we can just go hear this guy, then all of a sudden everything's going to be okay. And my feeling is, I see it over and over and over and over and over and over. We've got to get away from. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I flip my camera here without messing you guys up? Yeah, there I can find my camera. There I find it better. Folks, we got to get beyond the. We got to get beyond this uh, star-centered Christianity. We got to we got to get beyond it. And hi, Brett. I said, uh, you know, I was thinking about some of the people that we have coming up at our our event here in uh, uh, next two and two weekends. Folks, listen. If there's any way that you can get to this thing, I I know gas prices are high. I I, I get it all. I get it all. I don't want to get on an airplane. I don't. How do I how do I invite you? Expect you to get on an airplane? I don't want to do that. 
But uh, I, I saw it uh, this week in Wichita, Kansas, out in the middle, hope in the heartland. There is hope in the heartland, folks. But the answer to our problems are not, are not Christian stars. That's not it. You can, go, you can go watch some guy prance and dance around the, student, around the altar all you want to and talk about, yeah, and point out with, uh, you know, the devil's doing this. We're, we're, you know, we're God's people. And we're full of the Holy Spirit. It's time for us to stand up and push back, and we hate all those guys. I mean, I, I can do that too, right? I, I can do that. But at the end of the day, when you walk away, do you have a huddle? Do you have a team? Do you, can, you, can you push back? Is, is there anything that you can do? And again, this weekend, that's my greatest frustration as I walk around there. We got a bunch of people who at least they got together. They came from who knows? They came from far away, far away places. But are they organized? Do they know each other? Do we have a strategic plan? How do we move forward from there? And that's why we, that's why, guy, if you can, if you can get to, get to sky high. And uh, we're going to try to come up with some plans. I got some plans working in my heart even right now, things that, that we ought to be doing. I talked to, to Brett about some stuff and Jeff Klein's doing stuff. We got people doing stuff. But getting, uh, getting a ticket and going to a, another revival with another guy who gets you all fired up and then tells you to go home and nothing to do, that ain't going to work. Amen. It ain't going to work. And so uh, we're, doing, we're doing the event at Sky High and – Pam Poppers, can we go? Listen, I, go, I might have a couple. Here we go, see? Might have a couple uh, mystery guests to show up. I'm, I'm not bringing mystery guests, but people who may be going to come that don't want others to know that they're coming. But again, Brett told me this. Uh, Brett told me this. He says, Coach, they're not coming to Sky High for the speakers. They're coming to Sky High for the fellowship. They're coming to Sky High because they're part of the team. Don't worry about who comes and speaks. Because there'll be great wisdom in the multitude of many counselors. There's great wisdom. There's already all kinds of wisdom right within the group. But they don't care about that. The people who are going to come to Sky High, they're already awake. They already get it. They, they love Carrie Madej, but they don't need Carrie Madej to come and tell them anymore about what's in, what's in the, the vaccines. They know. They know what's in the vaccines. They don't, they don't need Sherry Tenpenny to come and tell them what's what. They, all, they already know it. They don't need somebody to come and tell them that the, the government's corrupt. They already know it. They don't need somebody to come and tell them that the Republicans are selling them out. They already know it. They, are you with me? Folks, we have to get Amen. focused. We have to get mm. focused. We're all, we understand that we are beyond information. Oh, I got to say that again. That's from, oh, that came up right out of, ooh, that came from that. Ooh, thank you, Lord. We got to get beyond. We got to get beyond information, and we got to get into organization, from information to organization. Because I, I'm look, I'm just telling you, folks, it's coming, it's coming. And so, if you can make it on the on the 24th, I think it's 24th, 25th. Uh, try to get there. Just try to get there. We need you. You need us, but we need you. And if you can get there, I, I believe you'll be really, really blessed by it. Hey, Spencer, maybe you can help me out or Chad. I'm on my phone, so I know people are raising their hands, but I, 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 can't, I can't see it. So, Spence, if you want to let somebody in or Chad or somebody run that for me. Uh, you, uh, okay, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, we, Coach, you hit it on a nail. we got to get away from this, the stick man syndrome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, Joe, Joe I think – I think, Joe, I really think it's because nobody really, really has a plan or even, even worse than that, uh, any plan that anybody would have, it seems pretty drastic. 
And I think we're I think we're hoping against hope that this thing's just going to turn around. That the, we'll get the we'll get the right Republicans in there. Boy, things will be okay again. And if if you understand that this is a spiritual war, and that we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, if you understand that those of us who understand it and carry the name of Christ, if we're the ones, if God has strategically placed us as His battle planners, then you'll understand the importance of getting in a huddle. And that's what I want to do when we come away. I want to come away with some game plans and some things that, that, that we can be doing. So I'm with you on that, Joe. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I think what, it's, it's so critical. It's so critical. I know some of you went down and listened to, to Greg. What, what's his name? Uh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God bless him. He's doing the Lord's work, and he can lie to fire. Everything he says is true. But where is his team? What is he doing? For all those people that he had down there and he spoke to, has he, or, has he organized? That's what separates us from everybody else. And when uh, Brett, I don't know if Brett's in here, it doesn't matter. Brett, Brett, would, Brett would say the same thing. See, Ohio, Brett was there and Carrie Madej was there. And, you know, we had some, oh, uh, we went yesterday. How about this? I'll get you, Brett. Yesterday, I'm going to show you the video. Get it ready real quick. I'm kind of stream of consciousness here, okay? So at, at the end of the day, uh, yesterday, I had some time before I had to get to the airport. Uh, go to my Facebook page, uh, Spencer, if you can. There's a little video there. I want, you, I want you to watch this little video. We had the opportunity to go uh, stake the most notorious abortion clinic in the world uh, here in Wichita, Kansas. And, and when somebody brought it, it was Margaret who brought that up, said, we ought to go do that. Or maybe it's Brett who I said, I said, oh, my goodness, my heart leapt. My heart leapt. Because I, my, my wife and I, Michelle and I, 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 don't know, I don't know how many of you are familiar with George Tiller. Uh, Killer Tiller, they called him. He was... Uh, he was one of the world's proponents of uh, late-term abortion, and uh, his clinic was here in in Wichita, Kansas. And George Tiller's clinic in Wichita, Kansas, is like a national monument to those in the those who love killing babies. And George Tiller was was gunned down by uh, Scott Rader. I can't remember the date. Maybe maybe eight years ago. I don't remember. Was uh, George um, George Tiller was? Um, are you ready? He was an elder at his church. George Tiller was an elder at his church. And Dave, Scott Rader went in there and gunned him down right in his church. And uh, George Tiller, out of his own words, if you were to do some research on the Internet, you would find out that through his own lips, he told us that he aborted enough babies to fill a college football stadium. Maybe as many as 75,000, 80,000 babies George Tiller personally Aborted. A lot of you don't know. I mean, maybe some of you late to the game, you've never heard of George Tiller. But uh, Michelle and I, we'd spent, we'd spent days out in front of that clinic. And there was a time in the abortion battle, which was called uh, the, the summer, of, uh, summer of Mercy, where most of uh, the pro-life movement in America descended on Wichita, Kansas. And they were here for literally uh, weeks and weeks and weeks at George Tiller's clinic. Thousands of them. I'm not making it up. Thousands of them arrested. Thousands arrested. Summer of mercy. And some of my good friends, Flip Benham and, and Rusty Thomas, tell me that abortion could have ended. Could have ended right there in Wichita, Kansas. Except the pastors lost their courage. And what happened was they got an emergency order from, I think it was Bill Clinton at the time. And, of course, they put up, uh, they eventually came up with uh, the, uh, uh, what's the name of it? Face, the face, federal access to clinic entrances, punishing those who are trying to prevent abortion. But they began to lock up uh, pastors, church leaders, Christians, 
that lo loading them up in mass, arresting them in mass out here, and uh, uh, at a rally in one of the, in one of the football no one of the baseball stadiums one night during the summer of mercy, and Pat Robertson came down to speak. Pat Robertson, I got this from uh, Flip Flip Benham and Rusty Thomas, and said that uh, when they get got to the point where they were trying to. Get, they're trying to get judges to seize churches with these for these pastors who would not bend and bow, but would were there at the summer of mercy. Some of the judges began to order their churches to be seized, lock down their churches. When that began to happen, uh, they had a rally. This was after like some sixty some days summer of mercy. Go back and check it out. Check it out. Uh, Pat Robertson showed up to speak at a rally one night, and at that rally that night, Pat Robertson said that uh, they'd done enough. They'd done enough. And that all the air went out of that movement that night that Pat Robertson said that we had done all we could do. And uh, the American church has never been the same in the pro-life battle. So we were here yesterday. Imagine a place where George Tiller, outside George Tiller's clinic, he killed so many babies that he put on his abortion clinic, which you'll see the picture of here in a minute. He built an incinerator. George Tiller built an incinerator in his own, in this abortion clinic, where after the babies were done, they, they burn them. And the ashes of the babies fell all over the city of Wichita, Kansas, not making it up. And George Tiller, who was a elder at his church, I believe it was a Lutheran church, although I could be wrong. First, I'm not making this up. For a small additional fee, he would baptize the baby he just aborted. He would, give, he would abort the baby, and for an additional fee, he would then baptize the baby. How wicked is that, folks? So yesterday, Ohio, Brett and I and Margaret and a couple other sweet ladies who joined us. Uh, this is just a real short video, a minute, 30 seconds. I thought it was kind of a divine appointment. I was back out in front of George Tiller's clinic here in Wichita, Kansas, and we staked that baby. And the, the uh, most profound thing happened. After we staked the first three corners, we went to the fourth corner of it. And as we drove the stake into the ground, we saw another stake. Somebody had already done it. So unbelievable. I'll just play that, play that minute, uh, whatever that clip is, that Facebook clip. This is me yesterday. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to keep it as low-key as I wanted because we don't want the enemy to really know what we did. Go ahead, play that. Amen, amen, so amen. Amen, amen. We flip this around here. Thank you. Woo. Good afternoon there, folks. Hot day here in Wichita, Kansas. We are at the world's most famous abortion clinic, George Killer Tiller, where he uh, slaughtered, uh, records say that he slaughtered a football stadium full of unborn children. We've come here today to uh, reclaim this property for the cause of Christ. It's still, it's still operating, pardon me, as a functioning Abortion clinic. I got to flip this around. Got so hot I can't even see. There's the clinic. Trust women. We believe that in Jesus' name, this clinic is closed. Abortion is over. Done. 
the United States of America. We claim this back. We, we curse this ground in the name of Jesus. Here's the sign they put outside. If you've been sexually assaulted or abused by a priest or a clergy, please call 877-762-7432 for help. Folks, George Tiller was a notorious abortion abortionist here in Wichita, Kansas, to the point where that at one point, he not only did the abortions here, but he built an incinerator where he actually burned the bodies after he did it, baptized the bodies, burned the bodies, and then the ashes would fall down all over Wichita, Kansas. George Tiller was killed. He was, a, he was a, an elder at his church. And Dave Rader, Roder, uh, killed him in his church. We declare this clinic's going to come down. In Jesus' name, we just want to bear witness of it. So we had an opportunity to do that yesterday, and then I wanted to uh, apologize for calling Scott Roder, Dave, uh, Dave Roder. I had stuck in my head. And then I felt really, really convicted and felt really bad because some of the people told us that he's languishing. Scott Roder is languishing in a prison just down the road. No, visit, no visitors sentenced up like 50 years to life in that, uh, for, uh, for killing a man who was killing mass, uh, for killing a mass murderer. And uh, yeah, imagine that. And so I, I felt bad that we didn't really have the time to get over and at least walk in there and look him in the eye and respect him for his courage. I remember what John Brockoff told me, 2,477 days. How many babies lived as a result of what he did? And uh, so it was kind of it was kind of an emotional emotional moment for me to be able to be there because Michelle, as I said, we'd spent some time there. Hey, Brett, you wanted to say something, man. Come on in quickly. Hey, Coach, it was just great to be uh, one of your team players and, and watch you in action and witness it and pray. And that's what it's all about. We had the prayer force in action. Special forces went in. And now we can make an assignment on the follow-up. But, but the old-fashioned Kansas Tent Revival was a blessed weekend. Uh, Randy Lunsford came down, Joe Esposito. Uh, it was an honor to be there. God bless you, Coach. Amen. Amen. Joe Esposito, thanks for reminding me. We've got to get that. Oh, my, you talk about miracles, miracles. So, listen, let me, sh let me shut up here for a minute. i got a lot of stuff I could go over with here. But I uh, want, want to hear from some of you guys this morning. Go, go ahead. Uh. Good morning, y'all. Um, I don't know. People don't know uh, Governor Mills all that well. But she, um, as soon as all the information with the board stuff came out, she posted a video. She doesn't post very much. Everybody hates her. Um, she posts a video on maintaining um, abortion rights in the state of Maine. <laughs> Maine is the number one um, medical um, tyranny in the country and Oregon also. But, um, you know, we fired a lot of doctors, fired a lot of nurses to get, get the vaccine. And if you know what my take has been from the beginning. Mills is a demon. She is killing babies and she is killing people and she's doing it for the new world order. I've said it from the beginning and a shot across the bow, bow <clears throat> heard on the board because her legal system could not take down this low hanging fruit. And uh, I have to tell you, it's, it's swinging coach. It's swinging. 
We're saving babies every day, Coach. Remember, Amen. you every single day, 60 million babies die at the hands of physicians every day. And until that stops, medicine is never going to be the same. Amen, Paul. Amen. I appreciate your bravery. I appreciate the bravery of uh, of um, Carrie Madej. I ran into Sheila Holm. This, I don't know if you guys even know who Sheila Holm is. Oh, my goodness. Ran into Sheila. Ran into, I mean, rub, folks, rubbing elbows with some people who really, really get what's going on. And uh, I, I have to tell you, the other side is really, really in great panic because there's a lot of us who haven't bowed to the, to the jabs and to all this medical terror and everything that's going on. And we're in a war. That's why, to me, uh, sky high is so important. We've got to come up with a plan. We can't just go and get our ears tickled again. We just can't, man. We've got, we got, we got to mobilize ourselves. I think we have a, have a plan. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to open the queue, so help me out there, whoever's, whoever's running that thing for me today. Yes. Uh, good morning, Coach. Good morning, Huddle. I just want to say, 1 John 4, 4, ye are God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You know what, folks? We don't believe that. Thank you, Myra. That's, that's right out of the scriptures. Greater is, is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And uh, let, let, me, let me double back here a second. L.A. Marzulli was one of the speakers uh, this weekend. And I'm going to tell you that many of the people under that tent had never heard anything about what L.A. was talking about. And L.A. was talking about, of course, he goes to the Nephilim, and that makes people nervous right away. He spoke about the Nephilim and the interdimensional uh, beings that are beginning to appear, and they're going to call them UFOs, and it's coming as sure as can be. Uh, the manifestation of these wicked, evil spirits is happening right now. We are, we are, we are coming at a, we are at an apex of this spiritual war. And the average Christian that you go to church with ain't got any idea what's going on. <laughs> they got no idea, and you know they they call us conspiracy theorists and all that stuff. But folks, we're we're all over it. We're all over it. So um, uh, I'm excited about where we're heading. Bring somebody in there for me. My was my, my Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, quick update on our weekend here. We didn't get it to the bikers event Friday night. We had two events Saturday and Sunday, so we thought, you know what, let's focus on these. We had nine of us on the square in Mount Vernon for the pro-life deal. Horns honking, we were left there. We got some discussions with the God-hating Democrats. Then Sunday, we're on our way to the Homo Festival down there in Shopton. And 30 minutes away from the ride, you texted me and said, pray for us. We're driving stakes in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor Bill had went Saturday morning, drove stakes in the ground in that property, that arts park where they were holding the homo fest and prayed over it. He said, got her done, boys. So we get down there. We meet outside the ice cream truck. I got one parking space there. I got to park right in front of the festival with the ice cream truck. Oh, they were just it come. It went crazy. So we prayed up before we started, prayed for you guys driving the stakes in the ground. And then we got into it. We were there for about two and a half hours almost. And I'm telling you, the demons come out. But all they were talking about was love, 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 until we started engaging them, and it went nuts. <clears throat> nuts. So we were praying with people. We had a few that accepted prayer. We talk, had some good conversations, not like the gay parade in Columbus. You can't talk to nobody. We right. got to intermingle in another one of these events. And then what well, we added to the list, you're like this. Connie, Pastor Bill's wife, she never goes to these things. She just can't deal with it. She cannot deal with it. 
with the people. So you know what she did? She showed up. She stood over in their vehicle. Pastor Bill left it run. And for the whole two hours and 15 minutes were there, she prayed and she read almost the entire book of Proverbs. She mm. was praying it up. You know what I mean? So we thought, you know, here's what we do. We show up at these events. If you don't want to stand on the sidewalk, then go out there and park in cars outside the event and pray. Make it But that's what I was saying, right? With the, with the SWAT team, the prayer force and the infantry. I, I know, listen, I know the Lord's given me the plan. I know that he has. And if we, if we exercise that plan, that plan is going to be effective. Uh, real quick, I'll get uh, somebody to come in. Just a second before we do it. Spencer, get that video ready. I don't know which number it is. Um, that one. Yeah, get that one, get that one ready for me. Uh, did somebody want to come in? Betty's got her hand up, I see. Come on in, Betty. Okay, go ahead, Betty. Hey, I just want to uh, pray that the angels surround your plane there and yes. that the pilots are alert and sober and you have no mechanical issues. Amen. Amen. Hey, ben, you know, Betty, uh, <laughs> Betty, pray I can take a nap too. Eh? Yeah, I will pray that you take a nap and have safe travels. <laughs> yeah. And also tonight I'm going to be on David Hebner's at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. Want to go on coach? Or on sorry, we can go on coaches too. <laughs> David Hebner live at YouTube. You can see my story. So awesome to join us. All right, buddy. Praise the Lord. Appreciate all. Appreciate all you're doing, Jack. Quickly. Yeah, uh, to fill out something that um, Dr. Paul mentioned on Governor Mills's little rant, she referenced that she would stand by men's reproductive rights. What is that? Is that the right to rape? Is that the right for incest? Is that the right not to pay child support? I think we should take her at her word and push back. She said men's reproductive rights. So I have a right to impregnate every woman in the town. <laughs> Hello. Um, we talk- don't do that. We don't get outside the darn box. No, you better, and, you better, better talk to your wife about that one, Zach. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, here's the other thing. Um, one of the things that we did on on Saturday at our little main Liberty rally is, as I was, I was, I got to, I got to finish it up, and you went mute, Zach. That's not me. Sorry. Well, you went um, mute. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the main is poised. And I believe this, and I know this to be a fact. Maine is poised to outlaw Christianity. They could outlaw Christianity in this state. I threw out a, a, a scenario at the event that where, where Paul spoke on Saturday morning. And with I, I get Christine Northrup, I asked her to, to front me half a million dollars, and I'd get a bill on the ballot to outlaw Christianity. And when I got that done, i get another million bucks, and I could get it passed that they would outlaw Christianity in Maine. We're so close. That's what they want. They want They want to outlaw Christianity, and they could absolutely do it. Maine is a cheap date. If Maine could do it, then Wisconsin can do it, and then Maryland can do it because yep. Maine's a cheap date. Yeah, so they ain't going to do it, Jack. They're not going to do it. Folks, I want to show you something here. Um, this is video. It's from, it's from Alex Jones. It's about six minutes, but it's – it's uh, worth worth watching. Let me make let me make a couple points here. This is part of the game plan that I believe that we have to develop. Uh, we're finding out now that the, the huge, huge gay pride parade that they've been having in the cities, they're not doing those anymore. 
they're now going to the small towns. And thank, thanks to Jeff Klein, who's made us aware of it, that, that they're going to the small communities. They've moved from the big, massive events to the little towns and coming in because those of us in the little towns, we, we don't, you know, if one shows up in your small town, does your city council know what to do? Do they know how to push back? So I, I've been doing some serious, serious research, and I'm looking for uh, some attorneys. Folks, listen to me. This is corruption of a minor. What you're about to see is corruption of a minor. They can't, they can't friends, they can't do this. They, I want you to think about this. If you were to, if you were to I'm sorry about the, the, the airport, airport here in the background. Do you think that you could show up at a local Little League ball game? Jeff Klein, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give you bad thoughts here. Can you imagine if Jeff Klein showed up at his local uh, Little League baseball park and all he had on was a thong? He just w- wanted a thong. And he went and he stood right outside the concession stand and he kept humping over and wiggling his ass so that everybody could see it. How long would Jeff Klein be able to go do that at the local ballpark? How long could he get away with it? How long would he be able on his own to go do that at the local library? Would, would they be able to do that? And yet we have these people doing these parades, which is exactly what they're doing. You're going to see in this video. We have them going into our libraries and doing it. We have these drag What's it going to take before we say no, 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 no more, no, no. When are men going to stand up and say no? But see, these little towns are so overwhelmed because – they're police forces. They don't know what to do. What do what? Huh? They don't know. They call their sheriff and say, "Oh yeah, it's legal." First Amendment. Uh, no, no, no. So I want to. I want you to take about six minutes. I want you to watch this video, and I want you. There's two things I want you to, to. I want you to see the depth of the debauchery. The depth of it. Number two. How far people have gone with a reprobate mind. And their minds are so reprobate and so consumed by the forces of darkness that they're almost beyond reach. They're almost beyond reach. But, and the question that we're going to have to settle, what we're going to have to decide, folks, whether you know it or not, these two sides are coming to a war. They're coming to a war. Jack was right that criminalization of Christianity is just around the corner. And these are the initial uh, what do they call that? These are the initial bombs lobbed from the other side to try to tear down everything righteous. And they're getting no pushback from the churches. The churches have become so con- – oh, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Now, I, I hate to show video for six minutes, but you've got to watch this. And I want you to watch the demons speaking and some of the people interviewed here. Go ahead and play that. What's up, guys? This is Savannah Hernandez at DC Pride. As you can tell, I'm very excited to be here at this family-friendly event that smells like Snoop Dogg's house and where people are openly drinking alcohol in the streets. Let's go check it out. Shake my ass! Shake a little something, you know what I'm saying? Have more gay sex. She spoke for it. She said it all. Okay, y'all. So we're in Washington, D.C. celebrating Pride. Why are we here today? Why is this important? Um, Pride is very important to me. I just came out as pansexual this past year. This is actually our first Pride. So we're just seeing things that we've never seen before and accepting all kinds of new things. And it's just been amazing. As a trans woman, I just feel so alive here and I feel very comfortable in my area. I don't have to feel like I'm being attacked or being destroyed by anyone. The LGBT community is always being misrepresented, underrepresented, and just shit on. 
we need to stop shitting on the LGBT community and give them their flowers. A whole lot of our cultural things are from the LGBT community. So we need to just stand up and say gay rights. Like, what are some of those things? Give us some examples. Oh, fuck. Um, how come I can't think of anything? Tell us what you guys identify as. We're asking everyone here gay today. Gay fuck. Mm-hmm. Gay. Gay. Cis. Um, what is it? Cisgender male. There we go. I don't know. Gender, gender neutral or gender fluid. I think that's what they said. I don't know. I'm confused. Do so you identify as gender fluid? <laughs> I don't know. Um, pronouns are he, him. Sometimes you say, I don't give a shit. Um, I'm gay. At what age did you know that you were gay? Um, I think at like 10, I knew that I, I think at 10, but I wasn't like, I, I wasn't clear on my gender. Yeah, I, I think it, it was around like 10 as well oh, when I, I started questioning if I was bi. And then since then it was kind of like a, a slippery slope because I kept I was like bi, omni, lesbian, and then I I'm kind of like came to the point and then now recently I've been like am I pan? But then I like I think now I'm starting to realize that I'm queer. But yeah, it was it started around ten. It wasn't like fully formed, but I guess like that's when I realized wait that's a possibility. Yeah, I am gender queer, trans mask, and queer. What's trans mask? Trans mask is like. People under the non-binary umbrella at identifying, like, or presenting mask. Masculine? Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm trans, and uh, un- my sexuality is unlabeled. Um, I use he, him pronouns. Yeah, and I use he, they pronouns. Fluid. Fluid? Fluid. Can you explain what that means to me a little bit more? Whatever turns you on. She, her... It, I feel like, honestly, honestly, it should not be a bad thing. Like, I've talked to people who go with they and them. I'm like, well, in the grammar of things, how would you want to represent yourself? I was like, I mean, I guess it. Because it's like, you're you're it. You're the it. Like, it shouldn't be a bad name. It should just be owned. Gay. Yes. Yes, I love... She identify as he, she, her. Oh. She... I guess you could call me gay. I'm homo-flexible, really. I do like some women, but mostly men. Well, I'm pansexual, and pride's important to me because I I knew I liked girls for a long time, but my dad was kind of, like, homophobic, and I'm a daddy's girl, so it was, like, hard to tell him. But he ended up coming around, so that's I didn't get to go to Pride last year or the year before, so I'm here now. What's pansexual for maybe some of the viewers who don't know? You're attracted to anyone regardless of their gender, so... Woman, man, transsexual, or whatever you identify as. I'm a male. I identify as a man. Um, as far as sexuality is concerned, I'm kind of open. Like, I mean, if you excite me, then you excite me, you know? We noticed there's a lot of kids in attendance this year. Do you think that's a good thing? you think it's good that we're introducing kids at a younger age? Oh, I don't I mean, it doesn't, it's not like it's killing the kids. Like, it's literally just something different. It's just like dress up. Kids are going to think what they want to think. They're going to have a mind of their own. Rather you show them, uh, like, man and woman or, like, same sex. Like, they're going to have a mind of their own. I think it's a good thing. Honestly, I feel like your kids should understand, sorry, should understand that it is actually okay to be who you want to be at your age. And it gives you that time through puberty to understand if you're not that person. Like, if you are just 
they them cool if you're her cool if you're him cool just love yourself for who you are uh, I think that it's really good because um, a lot of people like that are claim to not be homophobic say that like they shouldn't get their kids in, in, involved they shouldn't get kids involved with this type of stuff but I think that like it should be in adding little kids to it it kind of helps normalize pride I think that's between them and their parents I'm not getting involved in that um, I absolutely love it. I work at a Montessori daycare, and we are very open sexuality-based with our children. We have several children that are non-binary, very queer, and it's just a beautiful community, so I love to see it here as well. It's just a full expression. They get the chance to see such a diverse culture. They get the chance to be open to whatever their body or their mind is telling themselves they get to learn that at such a young age and i love that for them like i like i'm so excited for our future because i know that it's going to be way more open and like accepting and i'm really like happy that i see children here all the time i love seeing it i think it's great i absolutely love it i think they need to be showed from when they're young to, to be accepting of stuff so i think i think as well i don't really have an opinion either way uh, kids need to know these identities exist um, and I haven't seen anything I'd say that's outrageously inappropriate today open-minded because a lot of kids grow up probably in a household where being a part of the LGBTQ community isn't that accepted and they want to come out but the way they were raised won't allow them to and I'm glad these kids are raised in a way that they accept everyone regardless of who they are. I will forever support a child who wants to do whatever they want uh, with their whatever and um, I will always be there for any children who want to pursue drag, things that they are LGBT in any sort of way, I will always support them. Yeah, I think that's amazing because when they're young and they're able to express themselves like that, they're going to grow older and be even more like amazing human beings and like destigmatizing that like fear and that hatred and that toxic masculinity and like I think it's amazing and I'm very happy and proud of the younger generation. I, I feel like it's important that children get to know that there, it's okay to be any color of the rainbow, you know? What about some of the adults that are naked or kind of twerking in front of kids? What do you think? Now that's a little... Mm, I, it is pride, it's Pride Month, so like, be prideful. But I guess like, in front of kids, kind of... Mm, yeah. Making sure that children are aware of what is around them is important, you know? Just because you are around certain things doesn't mean that you're going to be persuaded to be a part of things, but you should be aware of the other type of people that live around you. And if you're not capable, you know, it's a developmental problem. And this is how we fix that problem. And for some of the kids who maybe saw some nudity here, maybe saw some twerking, what do you think about that? Sometimes when you grow up, you see some nudity. Do you understand that? It helps you to understand who you are. Sometimes you're going to see some twerking. As it stands, twerking is an African dance. It comes from African dances. That was not a sexualized thing until we made it a sexualized thing. So as far as the children seeing it, they're going to have questions about it regardless because parental sensors are ineffective. So 
it being around is just a part of life. And if you are incapable as a parent to explain it to your children, you have to do a little bit of work with yourself. Because all of these things are not just going to be around, they are around and they're also going to be amplified. What would you guys say to people in maybe the right wing who view this as a bad thing? What would you guys say to them? Um, that's a hard one. We come from a very right wing town. We do. Our, our town is very small. But I think I would just say that this is love. Like, you don't have to see this as something that is really negative or trying to intrude on your views because if you can't tell, this community is very accepting. Let us be prideful. That's all I'll say. <sighs> Coming to a city near you, folks. Huh? This is what this is what we are turning our children over to. Now, again, how many of you are gonna how many of us how are we gonna get organized and call our sheriff and ask our sheriff how long they're gonna permit this type of debauchery to be paraded in the streets of America? And it's only happening because they've shut the mouth of the Christians. I don't know how much time we have left there. Anybody want to jump in? Come on in. All right. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, I got to ask the deputy sheriff that question yesterday. He showed up early. And I said, example of the drag queens and what goes on. I give him an example. I said, what are you going to do? He looked at me and I'm serious. He looked at me and said, I don't know. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <clears throat> so I so said, we're going to be calling and turning these people in. So then they had the lady there for PFLAG. P-Flag lady spoke. She was so loving and darling to all these people. She got a son that's major high position in Stonewall Pride. He is up there. Then they had the city auditor there. City auditor for Chocolate all dressed up. So I went to approach them to after they spoke. We listened. Me and Pastor Bill listened to them. When I went to approach them, the P-Flag lady took off to her car, her and her husband. He was a coward. I followed them to their car. And all loving up there. And then when she got to her car out of sight of all the homos, yeah, yeah. she took me off and got wild in her car with me. The city mm -hmm. auditor walked off when I tried to pin her down. I was going to ask her, why are you here supporting this? Don't you, I, you supposedly believe in separation of church and state. This is a religion. Man, she bolted out of there. Bolted. It was great. Well, Jeff, they're only getting, again, they're only getting away with it because we let them get away with it, yeah. right? They're not, they're not going to arrest anybody. They're not going to charge anybody with indecent exposure, anything, because we're not demanding that they, that they do so. That's why we've, we've got to go on. Folks, the summer's just beginning. This is going to be popping up in towns and cities all across America, little towns, and that's why we have to, uh, we have to get, uh, get ahead of the, the game on this one. Anybody got their hand up? Twelve cities over the weekend just happened. Eleven yeah. more this week. Eleven more this week, huh? doing this. It's harmless, right? Have you ever noticed how they're love, 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 as long as you agree with them? If you don't agree with them, you're hateful, right, folks? How long are we going to let them play this game on us? Go ahead. Somebody help me out here, Spence. I don't... I... Vinny. Hey, 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 this is Levi Aaron here today. So get this, Coach. Um, you figured out the whole thing, and I just made a video out of, of the clip you just, you just showed everybody. Um, this is what they do, guys. They, they murder babies as a matter of course. This is what Randall Terry, this is what all the guys were, say, were saying all those decades ago. They Amen. were telling you that, and no one believed them. They told you you were crazy. They told you you were stupid. They told you you were making things up. It was the satanic panic. Guys, they're doing it for real. So, Vinny, let me, let me ask a question. Are our public schools teaching kids to avoid what we just watched on the video or to celebrate what we just watched on the video? 
what is what is in, brother to join into the uh, demon fest to, jo yes. to join to join in and so Amen. we'll wait we'll wake up in 30 years and we won't even have a, a i don't have a nation i i recognize now we certainly won't have one in 30 years no no coach we got it we got to stop this right now we have to I do got it. it i yeah. found a video of janet janet kills mills done by a guy called epic sellouts epic sellouts is a transvestigation transvestigationist i learned my stuff from him and uh, among others janet mills is a man and if you if i'm not telling you to show the video I, i'll put the video link in for everyone to see but guys if you go to go to rumble use uh you look for vfp you're going to see a demon <laughs> okay janet mills murders babies that's why we okay. call her Janet kills okay Vinny. so listen this is this is this is critical uh yes. for us to understand it and I got on. I got on Reggie about this last week, and I didn't mean to just get on Reggie about it. Because, oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, no, 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 hang on. L listen, right. listen, listen. Because I saw the same thing this weekend at uh, uh, the event here in Wichita when L.A. Marzulli got up and began to talk about the Nephilim and the fallen angels. And I'm going to tell you, uh, three fourths of the audience probably uh, tuned him out because they thought, "Now oh, that's crazy. That's crazy." Uh, yes, yes. You guys, you understand what I'm saying? So we have, to be, we have to be very, very careful that we feed this to people slowly, slowly. I, uh, I'm going to have uh, Sheila Holm on here. You guys, some of you have heard her name. Some of you haven't. Had some, spent a lot of time with her this weekend. And the evidence and the proof that she has of some of the stuff that's going on, folks, it's, it, uh, it's, beyond, it it, uh, it's amazing. Yes. Here, let me come back in real quick. I'm sorry. I, I meant to start a different way. If I had done that, it would have made more sense. Okay. And it would give me receipts. In the New York Post, if you look up Levi Aaron, guys, Levi Aaron ate, okay, he murdered, he raped, murdered, and ate a little boy named Lee B. Kletsky, L-E-I-B-Y-K-E-L-T-S-K-Y. It's in the New York Post, so this is no conjecture. What I'm telling you is these people are walking among us, all right? Yeah. In, addition to these, in, in addition to these crazy people beating up women in, 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 in cricket phone stores, Vinny, this is that was exactly the message that L.A. Marzulli gave this weekend. These Amen. these folks, I'm sit, I don't know if you're sitting down or not. These non-human entities are in fact walking amongst us. They they're, they're not folks. They're not human beings. Not human being in the same sense that you and I are. They're not. They're not. Yeah. And, Genesis uh, one, Genesis two, or two different uh, kinds of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you. But see, it's really hard for us. That's why again, I keep coming back to to. Uh, our event is coming up here in a couple of weeks because I, I can't, I can't go into a group of what we would call normal Christians and present this evidence, this truth to them because they don't believe it. So I got on Reggie last week when she says, coach, they're all doing it. They're all doing it. Well, we know it's not all, I get what she's saying, but it hurts our credibility. They're not all doing that. And then Vinny comes in and says, Janet Mills is a, is a tranny. Well, we need some evidence on this, but we do know this folks. We have to be very, very careful with our credibility. That's what L.A. presented, cred credible evidence, and still people couldn't grasp it. This is real. This is re You mean to tell me that that video that you just watched, that there were, there were some non-human beings walking in that thing? You certainly saw that, didn't you? Absolutely. Those, Absolutely. Those, those people were, coach yeah. on, on that issue. Guys, what, 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 what do you think is going on? It, I mean – it's this you gotta get serious here. See what happens is they overload you with the information and at some point you shut down and no matter how much correct information is put in front of you, you do nothing. You do nothing. Unless, coach, unless someone, some brave soul 
enact some kind of action. Any That's sort right. of impetus whatsoever gets it going, Coach. I Amen. know this for a fact. Just Amen. Thank you. Amen. Okay. Kathy, I think is Kathy. I can't see. I think Kathy's hands up. Go ahead, Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy. I didn't mean to jump in. If somebody else had their hand up, somebody else handle this for me. Okay. I can't, I can't see my screen. Okay. Let's go Myra, then Paul and Kathy. Yes. Um, coach, uh, thank you to Jeff Klein and Benny. Uh, I spoke with them during the weekend and uh, we were at JR's, and Jeff always comes up with a great report about what's going on with yep. the city council. And I just want to read Matthew 18, 6. Um, it will be better for them to have a large mouse and hang around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Amen. To, to even lead one of these little ones who believe in me. Dr. Paul, then Kathy. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that people don't lose hope. Sometimes we don't have what appears to be a large enough number to make a difference. And I'll tell you, that's not the case. When I was up with uh, my friend McCarthy up north, uh, Dr. Northrop, a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork that were steadfast. Those are the 3%. The 3% in the yep. revolution that made the difference. We have more than 3% we do. in the country right now. Don't uh -huh. lose hope. Keeps hanging in there and just, you know, next time you see a gay parade, what you'll do is I'll, I'll get a booth and I'll have millstones on one end and then the other side, free jabs for everybody. Amen. Amen. We got to stand up. We got to push back against it. Go ahead to Kathy, then Roger. Okay. In Orlando this Saturday, they're having the pride bar crawl. Mm, pride bar crawl, but that's good. And then afterwards there's an after party. Then they're having a burlesque celebration on another day. Then it's the um, Loop Run and Walk from Disney Springs is sponsoring that one. Uh, Laugh with Pride comedy. Then there's the Pendulum of Pride, a history of the LBQ resilience in Central Florida. Mm, yeah. Pizzle Sunday's Pride Unicorn Party. I mean, just goes on and on. There's like 20 events here. And it's corruption of minors, right? Folks, this is pu yeah. public indecency, corruption of a minor. I could go on and on and on with the with the list of crimes. But see, the uh, police, the, the queen show. <laughs> these see, folks, these are politically correct, protected vices, public vices that you would never get away if you were doing it in the. If you went to Broaden High, it's your own town, and you put on a thong and you went out and started doing that, they'd, they'd come and arrest you. We know that to be true. Thanks, Kathy. Go ahead, Roger. Um, quickly, um, what we can do, a lot of the, a lot of us are a little older in this crowd and listening in the morning, but is one is get your finances in order. Mm. Get your finances in order. And two, as a grandparent Talk to your kids. Get your finances in order so you can get them out of government schools. Amen. Whether they, oh, whether they homeschool or where they go, this is something we all can do. Take up a job at Walmart and get 200 bucks a week so your kids, your grandkids can get out of government schools. Amen, Roger. So Amen, it, You know, all of us can work in this Amen. area. Get your finances in order, and then also 
support financially those groups that we're involved with. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done, but many people are struggling in that area of finances. Get them in order. Approach your kids. Say, listen, I'll take care of you homeschooling or Christian education. Um, you know, I just think that's something we all can consider. Well, Roger, not only that, that, that's an advantage of being older. You can look back and you can see the mistakes that you made when you raised your own children and say, man, I'm not going to let that happen to my grandbabies. That's, that, that's our job. That's, that's a great word, Roger. Rochelle, come on in. How much time we got there, brother? Okay, go ahead, Rochelle. Hey, uh, good morning, team. Um, boy, that video, Coach, I, I feel like I just need to balance the crazy after that. Yeah, it's something. These people have just been looking into the eyes of madness for so long that they, they see their own eyes and they've, they've embraced the hate. Um, so I just, I'm just going to bring two stories that do show that people are pushing back. By the way, uh, Rochelle, is, hang on a second, Rochelle. They are running the show. The other side is in control of the narrative, folks. Don't think they aren't. Go ahead, Rochelle. You're right. Um, uh, uh, Disney's shares closed under $100 for the first time in over two years. So people Praise are. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is there's a global summit declaration of over 17,000 17, physicians and scientists, and they have um, made several declarations. But basically their mission is to end this orchestrated crisis which has been illegitimately imposed on the world and to formally declare that the actions of this corrupt alliance constitute nothing less than crimes against humanity. So they are getting some steam. They, there are a lot of people who are getting behind this, and I just think we need to support the right people and make lots of noise about it. That, Rochelle, listen, folks, that's why we need to have meetings where we come away with a plan. We can't just go in there and become little stick man and get more and more of information about what we already know anyway. We know they are after our children and we stand back and we literally do nothing about it. We got we to gotta come up with a plan. Help me up, Spence. Who's up? Jack got a raised hand. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Jeff. Quickly. Coach, real quick, I need a request for prayer force. We need it tonight at six o'clock. I just went through two Saturdays of this debauchery and it is evil. Now I got to go into the school board meeting tonight and pray uh, for me that I don't go completely off. You know what I mean? I got to stay yeah. on course and tell these people. So Cover Jeff in prayer. Cover Claudine coming in quickly. Hey, Coach. Um, you know, I've been homeschooling for 15 years. In the last eight years, I coordinated that homeschool prom in New Hampshire. And the infiltration is real. And, in, and I think they're using homeschool to infiltrate or to use their transgender uh, transitioning mm. period. And they're coming through, even in these Christian um, yep. Yep. youth groups and everything. We're just starting to see them come through even more because it was a safe zone and they're corrupting it as well. So, yes, and there's, there's no pushback from the church, is there, Claudine? So, no, there isn't. No, no, no pushback at all. So therefore, homeschoolers, they don't even know where to turn, turn as well. Bless you, Claudine, for all you're doing up there, man. You are a stud at if there ever was. a Johnny B., come in quickly. Hey, guys, I just want to remind everyone to keep Coach uh, lifted up in prayer and look forward to seeing you all in a couple of weeks at Sky High. Awesome. Hey, Johnny, I was back there at that Wichita clinic. You've been there, haven't you, John? You've yes. been there. You know what that place is like, and so it was a great honor for me to be able to be there. Hey, folks, listen, I, 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 I got to run. Uh, oh, my goodness. 
crazy, crazy time. What a time to be alive. What an opportunity to make a difference. And we have to all understand that we are the plan right where we are. We're the plan. There, there, isn't, there isn't no other. There's no B team. There's no second team. We are the A team. We are the plan. Kyle, I hope you can make it to sky high. We need to figure out exactly how we're going to push back against all this stuff. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.